So right now, there's a fantastic shift happening in B2B to communicate and engage with customers in an authentic manner and using emotion as a key part of that. This, of course, is in stark contrast to the bland corporate style of traditional B2B marketing, which for the past few decades has pretty much thought of B2B buyers as robots or an entirely different species altogether. Uh, but recently, I've had the pleasure of speaking with a series of experts on the show who are brilliantly in tune with this shift. And between them, they've made the most compelling case possible for why the shift is happening and why it will work so much better as a result. But having made the case for humanizing B2B marketing, I realized that we need to get needed to get uh, an expert on the show who could provide a structure, if you will, for how to create and execute campaigns of this type. And a few weeks back, I was stuck in a deep dive LinkedIn scrollathon and came across an award for campaign which the agency Lesniak Swan had delivered for a ventilation system manufacturer. Now, it's probably fair to say that ventilation systems are a bit of a challenge to make compelling, uh, exciting or attention grabbing. However, in fairness to the agency, the campaign that they came up with was good and well worthy of the award. But better yet, with the results that it got, specifically £7.4 million worth of quoted sales off the back of a £50,000 total campaign spend. Joining me live on the 414 this morning is Alexander Swan, MD of Lesniak Swan, who will give a detailed breakdown of how to create B2B campaigns which achieve cut-through and connect with highly defined audiences. He's also going to go into detail covering the many elements of campaigns which he feels are ignored by a large portion of B2B marketers. Crucially, he'll also explain why those mistakes prove to be so costly, how you can avoid doing the same, and with that, how you can achieve much better campaign results for yourself. Hello, hello, good morning, good morning. My name's James Rostance, and this is the 414 Live, live here on LinkedIn Live uh, this Thursday morning. So this is uh, the first one where we've uh, all moved out from the office in the studio and uh, welcome to my front room, rock and roll. Uh, but then again, actually, you're almost certainly working from home too. So uh, it's kind of new for all of us. So on today's show, uh, it's uh, really quite a fitting, I think, and, and hopefully really, really useful topic that we've got lined up uh, because uh, my guest today will indeed uh, be running us through how he managed to deliver an really quite incredible uh, return on a comparatively small campaign spend for clients in a very specific uh, industry niche. Uh, but to uh, explain about this in more detail and as promised uh, to uh, really dig down into everything so that hopefully you can get a great appreciation of how this is done and how you might be able to uh, implement this for yourself. Please welcome, uh, all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, uh, please welcome Mr. Alex Swan. Alex, good morning. Good morning, James. There we go. Uh, I was going to say up north then, up north, uh, but um, Stoke-on-Trent is it's the, it's the Midlands technically, isn't it? What is in the Midlands? I, th I think we say the north starts just at Stone, which is about five miles south of us, so we count ourselves as northerners quite often. Oh, officially. Right, I like that. There we go. <laughs> so, in thanks. Spirit. So, eh? 
in spirit with northerners <laughs> so well hey thank you so much for joining us this, uh, this morning uh I'm, i've been looking forward to this um so could i actually could i start by just asking you to explain uh the campaign that you worked on for uh delivering this um what was the award that you actually got for it? Because this, this is what uh, um, got you on my radar to, to start with, because you won quite a cool award for this. Yeah, we won um, a B2B marketing product launch, I believe, product launch of the year last year, and we got a bronze in another category. Uh, we also won the construction marketing awards for it, and I heard yesterday we were nominated for another award um, for drum marketing in B2B. So and- there's a few awards around for that campaign. What was the, um, um, the, uh, the campaign? Could you just uh, share with the viewers what, who the campaign was for uh, as well and what it was doing? Yeah, of course, it's, it's for a client called New Air. They're a division of Polypipe. Um, they sell ventilation units um, into specifier and contractor marketplaces. Um, this particular product was a, a product launch um, in that marketplace that they have mechanical ventilation and natural ventilation. And this was a hybrid unit that offered both um, both options within the unit, typically yeah. sold in the schools. Ah, okay, that's, that's even more niche than I thought it was. Okay, so um, so very very targeted B two B campaigns is, uh, is is the topic today, and I I guess the first question I wanted to put to you is. Um, to give a help give a bit of background in this, what do you feel is one of the biggest challenges that B2B marketers face and have to deal with, which perhaps our B2C counterparts don't have to deal with? Can I give two answers? I think the first is complexity. Um, obviously, I've just briefly explained that product, but there's a lot of complexity in there. And we talk about features and benefits all the time in marketing. In B2B, quite often you have to be an expert within a vertical to understand what the features and benefits are. They're quite subtle and we don't, we haven't got time to explain the whole product. We need to quickly get that across. So you rely on a technical understanding of the audience. And the second issue, quite often in particular, the markets we deal with is you have some areas of the market, specifiers, maybe architectures, maybe architects, maybe consultants that are really interested in features and benefits and what the product does, its green credentials, all that good, great stuff. And then you also have contractors that are responsible for purchasing and fitting. And um, contractors are interested in three things. Is it cheap? Can I have it yesterday? And is it easy to fit? So, and you have to rely on that double sale sometimes. And sometimes those messages get mixed. So there's two things really. Uh, nice. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I believe uh, you, you um, and everyone refers to it as uh, complex sales, right? For yeah. when you've got something like that to... Uh contend with yes we, we we refer to it as a complex sale it's not straightforward you're not selling a tin of beans on the supermarket it's 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 quite a bit more thought <laughs> i like that so could we then uh, look into uh in creating a b2b campaign uh l- such as this what is it that you start with and what do you focus on um we start with um results start with what the results should be and they have to be pounds and pence. Um, I've never found an FD, as far as I know, that can spend likes or something like that. So we have to start with pounds and pence. 
how many units do we need to shift to get the right pounds and pence? How many sales do we need to shift those units? How many quotes do we need to get the sale? And working it back up into then the marketing metrics of how many visits do we need to get a download? How many downloads to get an appointment? All of that sort of stuff. So you start with the why, in like most things in life, really start with the why and the why is the result. So what results do we want? And then the second thing on that is the relevance of that product. Has it got a feature? Has it got a benefit that makes it relevant to the audience? Because if it hasn't got that, we're really struggling. We, you know, it has to have um, a decent bit of relevant messaging to the audience to add some value to their working lives. So is there anything that um, you, you said about making a point of strongly embracing and devising in campaigns in addition to, uh, as you say, uh, starting with, with your why? Yeah, I, I would argue um, we talk about emotions. There's a bit trend in the moment for B2B and human, and it, they really mean emotion. We need to put emotion into the sale because we can quite often get stuck on that relevant part. And we need to make things engaging. We need to make them emotion. I use this phrase, I think it's quite a famous phrase, actually, that people don't get fired for buying IBM. If I go back to that example of the tin of beans, if I'm on my way home tonight and I stop in the supermarket, if I'm allowed to stop in the supermarket and I pick up a <laughs> tin of bean, and my other half, set, and, and I don't know, all the all my favorite brand beans have sold out, so I'll pick up some others and take them home. And my other half says, I don't like those beans. It's not a major issue. If I make a decision to, on a B2B purchase, change my supplier for me and the whole company, and it turns out that that supplier isn't any good, I could get fired. So the risk is much, much higher, and therefore people are less likely to make that change. So we have to make sure we engage them emotionally as well as relevant. Um, and some ways we do that, we, we, we broaden the sales. So if the FD is buying and the marketing manager is buying and the head of sales is buying, it doesn't become an individual risk. So what else do you feel then that is uh, essential uh, to a B2B campaign? Um, Single-minded message. It, it's got to be a single-minded message. So on our briefing form, we have, you know, what was the single most important thing? It doesn't need to be unique. We very rarely find things that are unique anymore, but it needs to be a territory you can claim or you can claim well or, or be the first to claim. And it can't be a message. Quite often with junior people uh, or junior people in our organisation, anyway, when they write a brief, the single most important thing will be a number of points put into one sentence, which is still more than one thing. And and it's that's 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 the most important decision, and that's where the big mistakes come in, where people try and say too much about a product. So, how did you um, Im implement all of this then? And going going back to the example of uh, the New Air campaign, uh, how did you set about implementing that and following this process for that campaign? Could you talk us through that? Um, yeah, first of all, we we. We start with what we refer to as customer's journey. Most of the people viewing this will understand customer journey. We have so many stages in ours. If you look at customer journey on the internet, you'll you'll find lots of different stages for that. We have a certain stage and you have to look at the whole process. But if, if you're focused on what the results and the sales are, you know you've got to get through the sales team. These things are not bought online particularly they can be but they're not they're not they are sold you need a salesperson so we quite often go into clients where the marketing department and the sales department just don't speak whereas actually we need that whole journey working out are we from the moment the client becomes aware or the potential client becomes aware of the product or the brand all the way through to you know the fitting and the and, and the post-sale communications and it has to be that whole journey that's 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 the most important thing. And then making sure that we're using communications that are relevant, that agnostic approach. 
you know, if 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 it turns out that um, you know sending direct mail is the best way to do that, then that's what we do. If it turns out that it's TV ads or it turns out that it's a man walking up and down on the sandwich board, then that's the medium we use. So it, 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 it's to be be agnostic in media choice and make sure you're addressing that whole customer journey. That is there. That definitely that. I, said, I, I like the point you made there about the uh, you as well find often that sales and marketing departments don't talk to each other or there's a, a disconnect, if you will. Uh, in fact, um, in the comments right now, um, Gert Schultz, uh, he was one of our superstar guests that we had on, uh, I think just before Christmas. Uh, he's a B2B sales trainer and this is very much a thing that he spends his uh, days and, and weeks solving is getting sales and marketing to work together. So. How did you find that, um, uh, in terms of uh, an outcome, yeah. how did you find the sales and marketing department working together after your campaign, uh, in this one in particular? Well, then we get, it, it, it comes back to those results. So if they think marketing is a department that puts on events and can sort some sandwiches out, then then you're not, you're not going <laughs> to get... Well, you know they, they're very subjective oh they can make it look pretty if it comes back to those results those sales guys on the whole you know if we talk about stereotypical state sales people they're driven by results they're driven by commission so if you're providing them with leads and you have to make sure you're providing the right leads talk about marketing qualified leads and sales leads then they'll they'll love you they they want to sell you know hopefully their their whole pay regime is is written so they sell and so they want to sell and they want leads. So if you're providing that to them, then you don't really need to be that friendly with them. <laughs> They'll be very, very happy for the leads to come in. So it's just about that, making sure you're communicating that well. So with them campaign uh, creation, what do you see as main mistakes to avoid then when strategizing what it is that you're setting out to do? Uh, I, think, I think the other thing is people we talk about a concept of an uninvited guest. So uh, an ad, um, certainly a lead generation ad, where we're, we're not speaking to, we're interrupting people's lives. Um, so we've, we've got to intrigue them. We've got to captivate them in what we loop, what we say. We, we have to bring in entertainment. We have to make them laugh or at least smile a little bit, cry or feel empathy, um, or just to simply think and if, if they're doing those things, if we can engage them in that way with the relevant message and convince them that w what we've got to offer is unique and valuable, then we become an invited guest. And really what we're trying to do with those campaigns is open a conversation. And if we can then open a conversation and, and, and engage them and become an invited guest, when that salesman knocks on the door, it makes it easy for them. Or we can continue the conversation when we send them a piece of direct mail or an email or whatever it is. or god forbid they start following us on social media and read our content whatever it is if we're remembering that people don't want your ads <laughs> we 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 need to be you know years and years ago we we had a client that worked for three years on this product and i won't say what the product was it was a particularly unsexy product and they revealed it to us and they said look at this isn't it beautiful and it, it, it wasn't, it was a piece of black rubber. Um, and luckily my creative director at the time just went, no, it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we need to, um, 
yeah, we need to make sure that, you know, they don't like the product as much as you do, as particularly, you know, we'll speak to product managers who love that feature, love that benefit. And we need to take that relevance and make it engaging and make them love it and make sure that you're adding value to their, their day-to-day lives. That's what they're looking for. That's got to be a tough call. Um, yeah. Uh, or rather take some, um, a, a certain, um, amount of, um, character strength as to say, yeah, I'm sorry, but you're, product or feature isn't as strong as you think it is uh, but then I guess that's where you you you, you find the, the hidden magic right or look for that uh, unpolished diamond within their offering that's sounds like what you were doing there is that, is that about right yeah that's exactly what we're looking for it just needs to be something we can hang a campaign on something that someone will buy and then if we add the engagement to it then then we can deliver it I, I, I much prefer working on campaigns where those um, messages or that message is, is unique and is valuable, but it doesn't matter if it's unique and valuable, it's not delivered with engagement, it, it just doesn't get through. It's got to be engaging. And I think we find in B2B campaigns, people do run scared from a bit of engagement. <laughs> so uh, gu- uh, advice and guidance for the future then is to stop doing that, stop running from uh, engagement, embrace it and uh, encourage it, right? Yeah, we we talk about for someone to love your campaign, um, someone else has to hate it. You you know, you can't be doing Magnolia. And one of the ways to find out if it's going to be a great campaign is work out which people don't like it, because then you can find people that love it. Indeed. That's that's a good thing for us. Well, I think now would be a good time to, uh, well, to say to you, if you've got a question uh, that you would like to put to Alex right now, please do put them in the comments section and on my screen on the left here, uh, that comes straight up. Uh, so yeah, anything about campaign creation, uh, or then uh, ask away now. Mark Douthwaite has uh, come in first of all. So Alex, could you help with this? So uh, he says, uh, sandwiches, brilliant. Uh, I've also worked in uh, companies where sales and marketing don't speak. Do you think this is to do with higher management not facilitating this? He, also, he goes on to say, I've always worked with the notion that to, of sending qualified leads and it will save 70% of my time uh, uh, in finding people who are in the market for the product and service. Yeah, so I think that I saw a stat and, and I might get it slightly wrong, but the, it was something like 70 or 80% of all leads generated by marketing are ignored by sales. So okay. I, I can't remember if it's 70 or 80%, but you get the idea, it's a vast majority. And, and then what you then need to do is make sure they're getting the right lead. And I think if you're quite often marketing people make the mistake of not talking upper management language, which is pounds and pence. You know, yes. they, they, we want to talk in subjective language. We want to talk in this looks nice or, or this looks great or look at this, isn't it? Where it's actually to the MD or to an FD or whoever it is in senior management, what is great is look how many uh, look how many sales we can prove came from this piece of work, and then then you get the connection. Um, there is in some companies very much a, a senior management maybe or an old adage that marketing is this fluffy. As I said, they do events and can get a great sandwich there, <laughs> or other other finger food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh... It's, it's painful, but uh, true in a lot of cases. Uh, however, uh, this is what I, I really like about um, doing the show and, and indeed speaking with yourself because it's helping, uh, once people know and recognize that there's a, something that needs fixing, 
hopefully they can then go ahead and make that um, make that change. Yeah. Uh, the the following part of Mark's question actually uh, I missed off there was uh, so he says overall is it higher management that need to understand uh, they can grow quicker by utilizing marketing more effectively. Um. I'm not sure. I think you do come across some organizations where higher management are very, very marketing focused. There's no, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they might need to understand that, but you need to present the evidence. And if you're not presenting the evidence for them, if you're telling them that you've done a piece of work and we've got 10,000 likes, then that, that, that doesn't go anywhere near their, their mindset. So it, 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 I've got to come back to the results again. Sorry. It's, it's got to come back to that hard the stuff that we try and avoid a little bit in marketing the stuff that we perhaps didn't go into business to do but that's what they work on hard numbers nice no i i i like that and uh, the fact that we've come back to it and it's you're really not budging from this definitely says that this is the right this is the right uh, approach uh, so what would be your advice for marketers moving forward for them to produce better campaigns from this point forward what would what would be your your advice for that um make sure it's single-minded um make sure we we use this formula it's, it's on our website and that sort of thing relevant and engaging um single-minded relevant engaging and make sure you're, you're you're focusing on the whole campaign from start awareness to sale or post-sale actually is, is more important Re- repeat and referral we refer to it as mm-hmm. um you need to focus on that whole thing and follow that product sale through um speak to sales when you're doing that they, they they can talk quite often so speak to them and get them involved in that for instance that hybrid campaign we did these i don't know if everyone's seen it but we did these animals like a tiger budgie and this sort of thing and one or two of the animals later on were made up by the sales force so we ran a campaign for the sales force to to come up with the animals if you see what i mean so that engaged them in direct creation of the campaign it wasn't it wasn't anything major but they liked that so get them engaged at that point as well um but just because you need them to get the results nice uh, oh actually to be fair um i should have um got these graphics uh, lined up for us already because i did like the the adverts that you prov- uh, produced for that campaign could you just unplug your website address uh so that people can have a, a look at the campaign well, for new my website think- address yeah it's www.lesniakswan.com so it, it's swan with a double n and Lesniak, which is L-E-S-N-I-A-K. Nice, and I'm sure we can get someone to put in the comment section the clickable uh, link to the website there to go yeah, check that out. I would imagine people in uh, people in my from my place are watching and laughing right now. That's <laughs> always good. It's the best. It's the, it's the best kind of support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, um, Alex, thank you ever so much uh, for joining us uh, and myself uh, this morning. Uh, I. Uh, I, I think you've been very clear on what's involved and uh, yeah thank you very much for that really appreciate it it's great James thank you and I'm glad the text text stood up at the end <laughs> it did yes <laughs> and equally if you've enjoyed watching uh, then, and you would like to see uh, more uh, episodes of this please just comment with uh, B2B in the comments section of uh, this feed and you'll get added to the mailing list so that you can uh, get a link to watch the show live as well as the repeat and uh, the link you get is sent about five minutes before we actually go live so that you will never miss an episode
There we go. So comment B to B in the comment section below. Uh, and if you'd like to deep dive into some extra episodes right now, uh, then visit the414.net, where we've got all of our previous episodes speaking to some awesome people in the world of B2B marketing. So there we go. This has been uh, episode 39, but the first one from home. And uh, I hope it's been of use to you as well. We'll be uh, back here uh, next week, although we might be fitting in an extra one because I've been speaking with the uh, Institute of Directors for some uh, solid advice and guidance to help with uh, the situation that's going on right now. So actually, um, please do comment B2B in the comment section below so that you'll get the notification when uh, I get that episode lined up. So there we go. This has been the 414 Live. My name's James Rostance, and I look forward to uh, having you on board with the show next week. <laughs>